Good morning and welcome to the to, to our daily word and prayer on this Monday morning. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you. And a holiday here in America as we celebrate that day. And it's a frigid day here, cold in much of America as well. But let's get into the Word of God. Let's talk about it. Today, I'm going to share something with you that is a word picture. It's meant a lot to me. I think it's beautiful. I think it's one of the best word pictures I can share. I hope you're looking forward to it. Let's get into the Word of God. Psalm, or Philippians chapter 1. We're going through this book and we're reading how Paul prays that they make good decisions. And he says, this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment. Three things you need to make good decisions. We talked about this yesterday. Love, knowledge, discernment. And if you do, he says that you may approve the things that are excellent in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Approving the things that are excellent. I'd like to spend some time today on that one phrase. It is loaded. It is rich with meaning and significance. When we talk about the things that are excellent, I think as you you and I as believers, sometimes we're tempted with what is evil, but we're aware of that. Most Christians realize you don't want to, you don't want to go right out and sin. You know you shouldn't do that, I hope, as a Christian. And so lots of times, if the our, our enemy, rather than get us to do downright evil, he want us to he will want us to settle for less than what we should be. I think when we make decisions, there are such things. There's the good, there's the better, and there is the excellent. And I would like to suggest that when Paul is saying that you may approve the things that are excellent, or there's good, better, and best, he wants us to get the best in life. Can I encourage you that sometimes as Christians, the enemy of really achieving what is best or what is excellent, what is superior, what God really wants for you and me isn't what's evil, but it's what's good. And if Satan can't get you to do downright evil, he'll probably be happy if he can get you to settle for just doing what's good in life when God wants you to do what's best. Let me encourage you to aim for the best. Let me encourage you to aim for a life that is really counts. As we've talked here sometimes before, Jesus said that the word of God, when sown into a person's life, it can yield 30, 60, and 100 fold. Now, there's nothing wrong with being a 30 fold fruit out of the seed that God sows into your life. If you get a 30 fold return on something, that's pretty good. And the 60 fold is better, and 100 fold would be best. And I just want to encourage you to strive to be a hundredfold for God. Tell God what you really want. Father, this is what I want. I'm, I'm, I, want to, I want to bear fruit for you. You're worthy of a hundredfold. Make me a, a, in, in much fruit as a king's glory. Make me one who brings you a hundredfold fruit in life. That's what I want to encourage you to do as well. But then I want to get back to that's the, that we strive for that, but also... I want to look further at this verse where it says that approve the things that are excellent. That word approve is very interesting because what the word means is that it's like testing metals. And this was, it was a word that was used of people who could test a metal or test a gem to see if it's real and to see what it's really like. I'd like to present a little word picture for you. So imagine you've got a, imagine you're a woman here. You're a single woman. 
and you've been dating some guy and he's shown interest in you and you hope he, you kind of, you love him. You hope he loves you. And one day he takes you out to a fine restaurant. He pops a question and he produces a ring and you are so excited. Oh, you look at the ring. The ring is beautiful. You're excited about the ring. You put it on your hand. You, it, it looks just beautiful on your hand. You're so excited. You after you know after the evening's over, you call your girlfriends. You say you got to come over. I got to show you something. They come over to your house. You show them the ring. You're so excited. You're you're sitting there looking at it from all different angles. You love your ring. You're you're boasting in your ring. You're so excited. You're going to get married. This guy loves you, and he's showing you how he loves you with this ring. He's made a commitment to you. Well, your your time with your girlfriends turns into a slumber party. You spend the night there and then get up the next morning, fix your pancakes, whatever you do, and you're having fun talking together. And someone suggests the question, I wonder how much that ring costs. I wonder how much he paid for that ring. It's a pretty nice ring. I wonder what it costs. And you, you say, oh, well, I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just the, it's the ring. But the curiosity gets to you and you decide, yes, let's let's go down to the jeweler and have it appraised it'd just be interesting I, I i don't know don't tell him we did this we shouldn't probably shouldn't do this but let's do it anyway and you and your girlfriends maybe two three of your friends best friends you go down to the mall you go by the jewelers and you ask if they could appraise that ring or give you a sense of value or show you some others like it about what it would have cost the fellow who really who's the jeweler there working the counter he takes a look at it puts the little thing up on his eye, the magnifying glass, and he says, honey, this is cubic zirconium. He probably paid $29.95 for this ring. Now imagine how you would feel at that moment. Imagine how you would feel in front of your girlfriends who you thought he spent a lot of money because he really cared about you, and he got you a fake ring. How would you feel? Embarrassed? Angry? Cheated? Ripped off? Would you feel like, I want to wring that guy's neck? How would you feel in front of these people that something you thought was of tremendous value ended up being a cheap imitation and fairly worthless? Well, my friend, I think this is what Paul is getting at. I think this is what he's saying here when he says that you might approve or distinguish or understand what's really valuable. You see, I'm not a, I I don't understand gems. I would probably be fooled by the fake ring. But a, a, a person who knows gems wouldn't. They could spot a fake easily. And Paul is saying to us, Learn how to spot what's fake. Learn how to spot the fake gem. Learn how to spot the fool's gold. I don't want you giving your life to something that you think is really valuable only to find out, as this young lady did when she went to the jeweler, that what you thought had great value was actually worthless. It's fake. Brothers and sisters, God doesn't want, Paul didn't want the Philippians to stand there and have the, the, that feeling of, wow, I gave my life to something worthless. 
I thought it was valuable, and it wasn't. And now here I stand at the judgment seat of Christ. I stand before God, and I find that what I gave my life to was fake. He doesn't want the Philippians to experience that. He wouldn't want you to experience that. I don't want you to experience that. I don't want to experience that for myself. And I don't want you to experience that for yourself. I pray that one day we will each stand before God and present to him treasures that our life, the way we would have lived our life would have been truly honoring to him and we'd have a reward. What's that going to look like? Let's look at a verse here in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 10. And Paul writes this, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation and another's building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, he's talking about building a church. But the principle here applies to all of life, how we build upon our life. He laid the foundation of a church, and he's challenging that others who are building on this foundation, raising up this church, be careful how they do it. Be careful how you build on this foundation. And indeed, all of us should be careful how we live our lives. Yeah, careful in how you build your church, careful how you live your life. He says this in, in Ephesians chapter 5, be careful how you conduct your The days are evil. And so they, they, because of that, be careful how you live your life. Don't be careless. Then he goes on to say this. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident for the day will show it. For it will be show it because it will be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. He's talking about the judgment day. Paul Paul called it that we'd be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Paul is talking about here in 1 Corinthians this day. When when Christ will come back, and yes, Christians, you and I will also stand before the Lord, and the, the our lives will be tested. The quality of our life will be tested, the quality. And the test will be, have we built upon the foundation of being a Christian? Jesus is our Lord. He's our Savior. He's laid the foundation of salvation in our lives. We build upon that foundation with the things we do in life. Some of us are building with gold, silver, and precious stones. Some of us are building with wood, hand, straw. On the judgment, he's saying it's as we'll go through a fire. And if you've built with wood, hay, and straw, what you've built with will be revealed to be like that fake ring. That the things you thought really counted in life were really important in life, they're going to be burned up. You'll suffer loss, it says. You'll have nothing left. Now, you'll be saved. You'll go to heaven. This is not a salvation verse. This is talking about a, a rewards verse and how in eternity God would have you stand before him wealthy, rich, filled with eternal rewards. And instead, what you gave your life to that was the opportunity to build those, to to gain those, to store up yourselves treasures in heaven, as Jesus said in Matthew 6. Your opportunity to do that would have been squandered here on earth because you only live for what would be temporal and what would not last longer than this life. He calls us to make investments in our life that are gold, silver, and precious stones. What are these? I think these are investments into the work of God, investments into the life of people. 
What lasts forever is God, God's Word, and people. Okay, three things last forever. God lasts forever. Uh, People, our souls last forever. And God's Word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but God's Word will last forever. His words are eternal. And so the more investment we make in the things of God, into the lives of people that will last for eternity, and building disciples, leading people to Christ, making disciples, and the more we are building our lives according to the Word of God and the teachings of the Word of God, bringing ourselves in conformity with the words of God, these are this is gold, silver, precious stones. This is what will last forever. My friends, we'll all stand before the Lord one day. It is a fearful thing. This, again, this is not a salvation issue, but this is a reward and consequence issue. God wants you rich in all eternity. He wants to reward you for all eternity. This is the will of God. It's not selfish to seek eternal rewards. It's obedience to the commandments of God. This is what he wants. I encourage you, don't be like this poor woman. Was so excited. She thought she had the real thing. And she found out and was embarrassed, ashamed, and angry to find out she had had what was fake. He probably bought it off some cheap guy on on the street or who knows where he got it. It was fake. So many people are living for what is fake. And on Judgment Day, they will stand before the Lord and they will discover that what they gave their life to And what they thought was valuable was fake. We don't envy those people. You and I, when we look around the world and we say we're, we're, we're serving the Lord, we're living for what is eternal, we've set eternal values before us, we're living for the glory of God, we live for that and we see that, and we see other people who are living for here and now, and it seems like they're getting ahead and their life is wonderful. No, it's not. They're not thinking about the finish line. They're not thinking about that day when they'll stand before Christ. You and I are. That's wisdom. Wisdom thinks about the finish line. Wisdom thinks about the day when we'll be accountable. Wisdom lives this life in light of that day, lives this day in light of that day. That's how we want to live. Now, we're going to be seeing more and more in the book of Philippians how to do that. But I hope that this is your commitment. I hope that this is your desire. I hope that you believe there is that day coming, and we need to live in light of it. I tell students, it's like when you go through school, remember there's a final coming. Don't Make sure in your studies now, you've got a final. You've got a test coming. Be prepared for it. Don't just be going out and partying all the time and thinking you're doing fine. You've got a test coming. So do you and I. We've got a final coming. It's a big one. Be ready for it, and let's pass with flying colors because we're living this day in light of that day. Shall we pray about it? Father in heaven, we acknowledge that we live in a world where we're constantly bombarded and told that building our lives, pursuing the wood, hay, and straw is really what life is all about. And we believe that in that day, the quality of our work will be tested. And oh, Father, if we have a life just of wood, hay, and straw, how, how, terrible that day will feel. So much worse than that girl who who found out her ring was fake. It will, will realize that our life was given to what is fake. I pray, Father, that we would, none of us would have that gut-wrenching experience. 
I pray, Father, for me and every one of us that we would live for that which is eternal, that we discover what are the gold, silver, and precious stones that will endure through the fire of the judgment and the quality of work in our lives that will last for eternal rewards. I pray, Father, that this is how we would live our lives and we'd be unwavering in this and we'd know that one day you will reward us because you are a just God. We pray that we'll live this day in light of that day. Give us your grace. Remind us. Refocus us always, we pray. Inspire us to live this way. Lord, whether we've been living this way in the past or not, from this day on, might we live this day in light of that coming day when the quality of our work will be judged. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Challenging message today, but an important one, an important one. Oh, I tell you, I want to on that day be rewarded. I don't want to suffer loss, and I don't want you to either. Thanks for joining me today. If you're new, new, welcome. I hope you will join us every day because this is what we're wanting to do, build quality Christians whose works are quality, whose life is quality, who are living for what is eternal and will last forever and ever and ever. We need the Word of God to do that. Like Paul said, real knowledge and all discernment, the real knowledge comes from the Word of God. So if you're here with us, joining us, thank you. I pray you'll join us regularly. Subscribe to the channel. Like the videos on your way out. Post this on your social media. Share it with your friends. Encourage them to come watch and join our community. And might I encourage you, Set a time in your schedule where you will watch this daily. It's about 15 minutes. You might watch live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern time or later in the day you might set, but set an appointment, make a schedule. Don't just, if it pops up, watch it. Set it in your schedule and you'll be more likely to have that consistent daily compounding growth in your spiritual life. God bless you. I love you and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.